0: You're listening to Housewives on Display with Jay. And Jay. How's it going? You know, we were just talking earlier about how summer's coming to an end, and it surely is, and we're trying to scrounge up a summer, and it's tough. How are you? We're in the same boat, you know. I have to get back to the real world next week. Vacation is over. Zoom online. Zoom University is over. I have to get back into the real, real world. So that's, you know tough it's very tough very tough but um you know I'll get through it and obviously just in honor of T'Challa the bird we also should mention T'Challa the man and do a quick Mm. R.I.P. Chadwick Bozeman gone incredibly too soon I'll say what I said before which is condolences to his family like obviously this is a tough time it's a tough time for anyone to pass because corona so all of that i'm sure is just like an added headache and you know r.i.p gone too soon definitely you know but left a legacy i would say behind him truly and some big shoes to fill and truly paid the way so he did so much in his short 43 years was it but you know what shout out to his circle yeah what a tight-ass circle like, no one leaked that information at all. So, A very tight-lipped circle, which is very rare in Hollywood, I love that he has that. Love that he had that, and he got to go out the way he wanted. Quite honestly, I don't know if I would do anything different. I feel like I would like to keep it under wraps myself. Yeah, low-key. Let's get into this episode. So, we're recording The Real Housewives of Potomac, Season 5, Episode 5, um, titled, Look Who's Squawking. Where are you at with the grade? B. Um, nothing happened. And I honestly found it less entertaining than last week. So, but not quite a B minus. So a B, where are you at? I think it'd be fair. I don't really feel the need to argue with that. Um, I felt like i s I I'm gonna say now, I feel like maybe I spoke too soon about Wendy. Maybe I did. Not sure. I feel very conflicted about it and we'll obviously get into it, but mm-hmm. overall, definitely B. It it wasn't terrible but it wasn't plot pushing and it wasn't it was was a definite bridge episode for sure the thing is even like this being filler or whatever it was I thought that we were going to get the Michael reveal in this episode because I swore at the end of last week they played that clip of Candace turning the phone to Giselle so I thought it was coming this episode I was very disappointed that it wasn't thrown. It could have it could have easily been in this episode. Disappointed to know that we're gonna have to wait yet again another week. Um if I see that picture of Michael with that ultraviolet light again. <laughs> I just <laughs> you know the next time I hear about this shit, it better be because it's happening in the episode real <laughs> I don't I don't wanna, no more of Real it. Yeah, I don't want to hear no more coming up next week. I don't know. Just to recap everybody, we're giving it a B. Um so, I mean, let's let's get into why it was a B. A strong 84%. <laughs> so okay, so the episode starts off with Chris and Candace. They're in their little townhome question mark. And um, he's coming in with a glass of wine. She's on the computer, surfing the web, trying to find some real estate. As you all know, their storyline for a while now has been trying to get another home right not in Dorothy's name um but they're very you know Goldilocks they're very I shouldn't even say they it's really Candace she's being very Goldilocks she's being very Princess in the P you know nothing's really satisfactory to her um and you know that's a problem when you have a million dollar taste with a two hundred thousand dollar budget you you need to learn that you have to give up on some things and it doesn't seem like she's really trying to do that and not that I'm really mad at that I guess you know I would get what you want if you can get what you want get it they just you know talking about that it was 1.2 million homes she was looking at mm-hmm. carpet everywhere so I wasn't really fond of that but hey Um, hopefully they know that there are hardwood floors you know how realtors they'll walk you around and go and there's hardwood floors under these carpets just to address the elephant in the room right it's one of those it's like it's like seeing like paneling on the walls. It's like, oh, and just know there's good walls underneath it. <laughs> don't hurry. Yeah. Um, I like some carpet, but limited carpet. Yeah. Like carpet in the bedrooms. Yeah. I don't like hardwood floor bedrooms. I'm going to be quite honest. I don't mind them, but I do recognize that with hardwood floors in the bedroom, it does necessitate the need for an extra purchase of a rug like i generally don't see like a hardwood bedroom with no rug you know what i mean mm-hmm. but generally i don't really see a carpeted bedroom with a rug that that's kind of optional if you want to be a little bit more extra but it seems like it's like definite in a definite hardwood room so if i could avoid that extra purchase that's great um and it's just like if I like to be able to, and I don't know, I need the extra cushion. I walk around in my room so much barefoot that I need, I hate walking around barefoot on hardwood floors. Yeah. You know what? I mean, maybe because I've just been in a in a hardwood floor environment for a very long time now, like I'm used to it. I've been reminded because my bedroom in my apartment is carpeted, but my bedroom here is hardwood and mm. I've been reminded of why I like a carpeted mm. bedroom. Yeah, see, in my country home, <laughs> it's hardwood, and in my apartment, it's hardwood. So it's like, but I do look down, and I see my feet at the end of the day, and I'm like, okay. It looks like I do not fucking mop or dust these floors on the bottom yeah. of my feet, and I definitely do. I don't want you thinking think I'm like a dirty bitch, but I will say that the cleaning that has to go into a hardwood, you would think a carpet b- would require a lot of cleaning, but I think hardwood requires even more. But in either event, um, you know, they're sitting there talking and then she mentions that she had a discussion with Giselle and how that didn't really go as she planned and that she was kind of thinking that she didn't really want to go to Monique's little BBQ thing. Blake House. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I call it a BBQ i'm petty for that but i don't know what do you think like if she hadn't gone we know she that she does but if she hadn't gone i feel like go because it's a filming event and it's not like just you and her right it's Just like every other time you film it's you her and a, a whole bunch of other people so right. definitely go the only things so I didn't even think twice about that. I was just like, oh, she's gonna go. Like I as soon as she did that, I'm like, oh my gosh. Like yeah, girl, you're going. Stop. This great. Um, but also two things. Chris called Karen's party a block party, which I found funny. <laughs> Secondly, when they kissed, she moved his mustache out the way and told him to give her a like kiss because she has on lipstick. It was just funny. Yeah. It was very like, we're married. It was the finger moving the mustache at the really the the very tips of her fingers moving the mustache out of the way. (laughs) Funny. And it's also like, are you moving it out of the way? Or is it just all mental? Um, where is it moving to, you know? But yeah. We get a little cameo of Robin and her boys. They kind of have Rusty Simmons lips, not gonna lie. Uh, they are ashed out. And what's so crazy is I recently saw a picture of my little brother and I and I told my father, I said, his lips look ashy. And He said, they always do. And I just realized, little boys, just, <laughs> they're just very opposed to not being ashy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. They don't yeah. want to do, like, there are chapstick options. They prefer, they can't, they don't have like beauty routines like women, you know what I mean? So they can't do something every day that besides right. brushing and taking a shower, which they barely want to do anyway. It's not going to be a lot. So putting on lotion or a chapstick, asking for a lot. Someone, I guess, didn't let them know that that was a part of the routine and a necessary part of the routine. Um, so they're still on the Licky Lips memo, but it's it's not working. I've been trying to train all the little kids I know to do it, and only the girls pick it up. None of the little boys have picked yeah. it up. It seems to have like a very feminine feminine I don't know appeal to it and I wish it didn't I really wish these boys would stop suffering in silence. um yeah they looked at the like if they smiled their lips would crack I'm like you (laughs) could right it doesn't have to be like that like you're looking at it up and now you have like this reddish ring around it I'm like just just save yourself save yourself a little blissex little comics little vaseline whatever you want to put on them just a touch just something a hint the next scene, we see uh, Karen and Ray. They have a little cameo. Nothing's really happening there, although I do like Karen's little platinum blonde. I like Karen when she has her platinum blonde moments. They look good on her. That's just—it's should be her signature as it is. It makes her look youthful, which I really like. Right, right. I agree. The next, we're in Wendy's house. She's feeding the baby. We're just, we're just having a whole bunch of like, little montages. Just speaking as everyone's life, everyone's getting ready to go to the lake house. That's really the main the gist, plot line yeah. for, this, for this fucking episode. Giselle's putting out her Louis Vuitton log- luggage. Did you see the graphic tee she had and all was beaded? Yeah. Um, I'm looking exactly. at it right now. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's beaded. It's studded. It's... It's like acid wash graphic also. It's really bizarre. Yeah, the woman's also in some sort of filter. Like that filter yeah, where you don't have like, the eyes. yeah, it's that like x-ray filter type. Yeah. Contrast. It's weird. And if you're having trouble understanding what we're describing, that's because it's very indescribable. <laughs> it's not it's not something you would wear on clothes, so you wouldn't know what it was. And it has she has that kind of like cut sleeve that I fucking hate. Where it's, like, not necessarily sleeveless, Mm. but it's not necessarily a sleeve. It's kind of a cap sleeve, but not quite. Yeah, like, I kind of want to just, like, pull it down. Yeah. I kind of hate that sleeve on shirts, too, personally, but... It's just not very modern. Mm -hmm, Right. And as we know, she's not fashionable anyway, so, I mean, no one's really shocked. Um... Can't wait till we talk about it later when our queen acknowledges it. Anyway, moving on. I know I love that. Love that. So next we have none other than Mr. Michael, Baby Dean, and Ashley. Michael the slut. <laughs> right, Michael <laughs> the slut. Baby Dean the intuitive, and Ashley. Michael's kind of pressing her. He's like, "So you're gonna be taking this baby with you, right?" Like, this little lake house trip you're going on, this this baby's coming with, right? And she's kind of, like, hesitant with the answer. Like, she's like, yeah. But I get the feeling that she didn't want to say yeah. But he buttered her up for saying, like, ooh, I love your ass. Like, that doesn't change the fact that, can you watch the baby for a couple nights? Right, he's like, ooh, I like, I like your ass. And she's like, I think you're turning a fucking like, ass man." He's like, no, I'm just like an Ashley man. Which, yeah, he's like, I'm going to ask schley friend I'm like, okay. Right, right. Which, again, it turns out to be a lie because we'll find out soon enough that you were, uh, once again, being bad, but okay, fine. You're. An I'll tell man. you what you're a fan of, polyamory. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're I'll a fan you of playing Ashley for a fucking fool. That's what you're a fan of. Mm. Um, And then he does this whole you know, the baby's too young to be away from his mother for three days. Okay. Is this a little house on a fucking prairie? Like, what do you mean? (laughs) If I pump some milk, he's not going to look back and say, remember when I was like, you know, three months old, you left me for three days? That's not going to happen. Let's be Mm. very clear. So I didn't like that Michael... (laughs) I, I didn't like that he was like, you know, putting on the mom guilt that she's already been expressing that she's kind of suffering from. Um... On top of anyway. that, like, Ashley's barely been wanting to get out the house. You would think you would encourage her to, like, get out the house without the baby. Exactly. I'm like, this bitch is barely up the house anyway. She's honestly making herself depressed because she's been in the house so much with the baby. I'm like, yeah. I think a little separation's okay. Now, she chooses that she doesn't want to do that herself, and that's fine, but I don't need you to, like, add on to it. So, I'd appreciate that. It sounded like you were just trying to throw me to the kid because you just, you wanted to go and tend your horse. Trying to be slutty. Trying to be slut. And then Ashley comments on the fact that he's, that he has baby Dean in a very weird position. And I too agree. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> not that you were going to suffocate Dean at that moment, but if it had happened, it wouldn't have shocked me. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'm sure he is breathing and it's fine, but his face is literally, he's face down into your shoulder. And sleeping, so that's not great. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, you wouldn't even put him in a crib in that position, so. Huh. Okay. And Michael, this is not his first rodeo, so why don't you know how to hold a child? Maybe because it's not his first rodeo. He's kind of, you know, once you get past kid number one, you're like, whatever. He's a lazy dad. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, Ashley's still freaking out. It's her first so the next scene we see uh monique and chris they're in their you know i guess main home main house um and she's potomac estate is what i would call it her potomac estate i'm sorry and um you know basically she's talking about how she's getting ready for the ladies in the lake house now the bravo editors Someone on the team must not like Monique that much because they give her the craziest edit and they have it seeming like she's just talking and talking and talking and talking. And I felt kind of, I mean, it was funny, but I also felt kind of bad just because the theme that she's trying to go with this year is that, like, nobody's listening to her and no one cares about what she's going through, not even her kids. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the editors do this kind of, like, shit where they speed up her audio so we're not even listening to what she's saying, really. And I was like, damn. Maybe. From the clips of what we did hear her saying, she wasn't saying much. <laughs> <laughs> That's And they called her out for that. her first season. They said the bitch was chatty, and she seems like it. Right. She's like, I drove two hours upstate, and then I had to... Again, and, okay, it's very first world problems. Like, I don't really want... I don't right. Really One of the requirements it. was, like, and then I had to make sure we had pool equipment. And I'm like, do you not? It's your home. You know, you have pool equipment. What do you mean? Make sure you have it. It's not an Airbnb. Don't sure you? You have also, it. Right. But also, it's, this is a voluntary event that you threw at your location. So to, to make it seem like this is a chore for you to, to make sure that this is there, I'm like, girl, if you didn't want to have to do that, then you shouldn't have had this party or this little, this little weekend. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that was on you, babe. So spare me. What do you think about Monique's hair? Because she took out her tracks. Monique's hair, it was it was really nice in the beginning. Honestly, I was into it. And then later in the evening, it frizzed up in such a way that I suddenly turned on it. Mm. That's anti-black. No, <laughs> <laughs> it is. I hate my own hair. <laughs> Not that. There's nothing to say. It just what, it, what yeah. it was. But it was right. really... When it was first freshly done, it was stunning. It's a cute look on her. What do you think? That retweet. Mm-hmm. Um, so Giselle comes to the house. She, you know, pauses by the door because she sees the bird. Chris also makes it known that he doesn't fuck with the bird either. So I don't know how he's living with the bird. Um. Chris also revealed that he took it upon himself that night before to go to Starbucks to get some sandwiches and I saw him take a reduced fat turkey bacon out of the package. He obviously ordered it, kept it in the package and warmed the reduced fat turkey bacon up in the microwave. Yeah, people do that. But the microwave? I feel like throwing in the oven. Um, There's cabbages. I don't know what to tell you. I guess. I wonder how it tasted nuked. Yeah, like the texture. Because it barely tastes that great not nuked so <laughs> right crispy and hot in the way it's supposed to taste it tastes bad so <laughs> I would still eat one I would still eat two right now but they're disgusting <laughs> I would need lots of sriracha in order for me to eat mm-hmm. it so. so Monique's in his little charlotte roost frock she's feeling like, it. It. it's summertime for her you know what I mean she's getting no, down she looks great her, her boobs look really nice like I can't tell if that's like pregnancy boob or if that's like Boob jaw boob. Um maybe both boobs. <laughs> yeah, maybe both boobs. And that's fine. But they they're thin. Um Giselle's looking nice in her little, you know, athletic Atalia also. Yeah, body on athletic two-piece set. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you know, Grand Dom comes in with her little crop top and her sweatpants. She's looking cute as well. Her two-piece, ding, 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 ding. Winner, right? <laughs> so she makes a note. And she says, "Giselle Monique, or chummy, chummy." And I just hope Giselle's fashion says, "Don't rub off, on Monique." <laughs> yeah, that was insane. As she sits in that confessional and reads Giselle for Phil, she's
1: Fucking like, "Thank Phil. God she's a
0: beautiful woman because that bitch cannot dress for shit." She says, "Sometimes I'm embarrassed." I'm getting a headache. Do you have an Excedrin, a Tylenol? I don't know what she's going to wear. I got a headache. Yeah, it's it was very hilarious. because I'm like, why did it take her so long to mention it? But I love Karen for that because she made sure she was in tip-top shape. This is her best season by a landslide. Now, has she said this season two when her wig was falling off, it wouldn't have held as much water? Has she said this tax reform season where she had that big-ass Gucci belt in the G.I. Jane cam- camouflage jumpsuit right, that, with the hair swooped to the side? Right, that hair was the hairline wasn't quite right there either. <laughs> right, but uh, she can definitely say that this season, and I'm definitely on her side, and I definitely agree, and I've been agreeing. I also like that Chris helped Karen um, into the car. You saw that? Like, okay, Chris, I would just hate to have to have sat next to that fucking bird.
1: Right. So train. it's revealed
0: that the passage, the passenger that has to ride with T'Challa is Giselle. Even though the bird's in the cage, it is kind of uncomfortable to just sit next to a bird in a cage. I don't know. Does the bird have to come along too? Well, yeah, because Chris is not watching a bird. I just... The the, 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 nanny can't watch the bird? What's to watch? See, the bird is her hobby, so she's like... If you're an animal person, I guess it's like you feel safe with that. It's like, oh, these horrible women, but at least I have T'Challa here with me. Right. Anyway, you know I hate that they're just giving. She's giving this bird a storyline. Right, and let's be real. That's the real reason she brought him just to have like a couple scenes, like the scenes he has. (laughs) (laughs) Giselle mentions that she has to do the ceremony for her book, and they they showed the cover for the book. It's called My Word, and she says loosely based on her life. Wow, and. uh, The cover. The cover. Is photoshopped within an inch of its life. (laughs) There's nothing not artificial on the cover of this. Okay. It looks animated almost. The eye, especially. There's only one eye showing and it's an animated eye. She has a red lip on, glossy, quite honestly. Then she has a a rosary clenched between her teeth um, that woo it's like clenched between her teeth dangling out trying to be sexy one of those the nails of course don't match the, the lip at the very least or the black that she's wearing the, the nails are like kind of like a gold metallic I can't even tell like yeah some sort of copper you know what I just I just made to be clear though, the cover in and of itself looks very Wattpad it looks very teens writing on the internet <laughs> Teens making mafia stories and creating their own covers. That's what it looks like, yeah. especially the title in the weird script with the two colored. F- it, was just so- it was yeah. She's trying to give us like how to get away with murder tea, but it's not that. But also, yeah. like like you said, the eye is gr- the eye is so artificial. It's gray and glazed over, and the color of the skin even looks not real and then there's like super texture on this on the cheek it's like i've never seen that texture on her so where did that come from so then the rest of the discussion is just about in that scene particularly it's just about them saying who's coming who's not spoiler alert everyone's coming wait i'm actually sorry not to go back to the book here but just quick question what what is it getting nominated for what award do we think she just said a literary award, which yeah, she added. left it very vague, right? And then I have the nerve to be like, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna win, but you know, and it's like, bitch, you it sounds by the looks of the cover alone, it sounds like you need to be grateful that you're even being nominated for anything, okay? Because I can't imagine it's a Pulitzer. It's definitely not that, and I'll be damned if it's New York Times bestseller. She's not enough for that, i I can assure you. Yeah, you don't even get an award for that. Like what is like what is what is this? Are you the ass caps? Like what is where are you going? Hmm. I'm super confused. It was extremely unclear to me. So I just I just wanted to throw that out there to address the elephant in the room. Yes, we none of us know what she's going to go do on Saturday. It has something to do with this book that she didn't even write. It was ghostwritten. So I don't know. Is there a Razzie's for like books? Mm, yeah that's exactly what it is is there a faux award ceremony for books the next scene it's Wendy not really doing much just pumping her breast milk and talking about how busy she is and how she's gonna be away from Cam and and then the ladies also reveal to Karen that Wendy had been talking about her and her sex life or lack thereof. Word travels fast. No one can hold water in this group. Let's be clear. Robin is looking like the ultimate gossip this season. Yeah, she's trying to do some working behind the scenes or in front of the scenes to get some things going on. Talk about plot pushing. It seems that Robin's trying to. And when she's called out for it, she shrugs and owns it. So, yeah, it seems like that she wants the check. She knows that they're trying to move into a house. She she needs that. She, she doesn't need the money wavering. So she's bringing a little more energy than she's ever brought. She's sleepy, but she's awake. It's looking like she's logged into Twitter a couple times and she's seen herself, uh, herself in the various polls that, you know, the Housewife, um accounts run. Um, like the who's the most boring housewife? and generally, other contesters you know not included, but generally, Robin is pretty up there on the list of boring housewives, so I think she's trying to spice it up, maybe um I can admire a woman wanting to bring more to her job and wanting to. Take it upon herself to grow. I'm not. I don't know if. We did get the episode of B. So I don't know if what she's doing. Is producing what I need. It's like I can't shit on it. Because it is a bonus house. So it's nice. You can afford to have multiple properties. But but I can say that The Jamaican lime green walls. Are very. Displeasing to the eye. And in the kitchen, if you're going to make such a severe choice, can it be in a bedroom at least? Like, so we don't have to see it all the time? Because it's also like a light lime, key lime green wall color. And then, like, it's like the light oak cabinets with the tile countertop. It's so weird. Dated. Very dated. Very dated. So that was odd to me. I, so I, I definitely was like, okay. And I also was struck by... How big of a setup she had for T'Challa in the lake house. (laughs) That whole jungle gym he had. Right. (laughs) That's what she was talking about. She was so busy that week. That's what the fuck she was doing, building that. (laughs) Yeah. So then of course you're talking about Wendy, because why not talk about the new girl? Um, and Giselle decides to call Karen out. She's like, you know her, you're on the board with her. Karen's like, I don't know her, but I'd like to get to know more of her past you know the doctor thing and the freelance correspondent on cnn okay two things one i thought karen uh karen apologies i thought karen handled it so gracefully and i'm like okay so my biggest fear or our biggest fear really was that (laughs) Karen was going to be a hater toward wendy and the way she responded to it she's like i'm not hating i just like She's an acquaintance. I would like to get to know her as like a friend. But so, yeah, like she's acknowledging she's not doing that whole thing that Wendy was trying to paint it as if she acted like she never met her before. She's not saying, oh, I don't know who you are. She's saying like, I know exactly where I know you from. I know who you are. I just don't know you past who like superficial, which I can appreciate, which is what Wendy was saying. She wants to get deeper with everybody anyways, because you're not deep with anybody, except maybe Candace, if you all are friends off the show, maybe not. If we're pretending, yeah. Right. Um, and so Robin finally arrives. Shockingly, she's not the latest person. Um, and they all decide to take a hop on a golf cart and go to Monique's guest house at the lake house. Okay. Um, still outdated everyone, just in case you were wondering. <laughs> not any. Newer or nicer than the main house. It's pretty actually more dated because at least they have stainless steel over at the main house. This guest house has white and black appliances. You know, it's bad. Like, it's one thing if it's all white or all black, when it's a mixed white and black appliance, whoo! I know money is in having multiple properties. I get it. I get it. That being said, you still have to keep them updated to an extent like in order to get the full bang for your buck you know what I mean so I'm like is it worth it to have multiple properties and they're all outdated and in need of a touch up like I'm just right they're all frozen in time from the year you bought them (laughs) I I don't know how much value that's giving back but hey I think we sell the golf cart we gut and reno the entire thing and we can sell another property if that means that the gut and reno needs to be done here. If money's really tight but y'all got it then. That's what y'all said. So if y'all got it, put your money where your mouth is. Let's see. Let's at least get a paint job. Something. Start with the kitchen and bathrooms. That's the easiest Mm -hmm. and most lucrative places to start. I wouldn't say easy so I take that back, but it's the most lucrative place to start. If you need to skimp on the money, at least update the bedrooms. The bedroom Karen was sleeping in. I don't, again, I don't know if I would want to lay my head on that, but it didn't look comfortable to me. I've stayed at a house like this before, and it was owned by a Jamaican auntie. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell. Yeah. I don't know what to tell anybody, but hey, it's not my home. If she likes it, I love it. This is a definite, if you like it, I love it. Candace and Wendy finally make an appearance. And then Monique does this really weird thing to me. And I think this is where she gets the chatty reputation. Because Wendy walks in and she proceeds to say, we have four bedrooms. Um, And then she's like, Robin and Giselle are going to take the guest house. So that's out of the way. So here in the house, we have four bedrooms. Then she's like, the main... You know, the master's mine. Karen claimed one of them. One of them I'm going to say for Ashley because there's a crib and a bunk bed. And so and the, so the leaves are with only one bedroom. So what was the point of the whole thing? Like the whole discussion, in my opinion. <laughs> You'll be staying here in the room with two queens. That's what you say. <laughs> you, what you say is the room that I have left is this one with the two queens or even better let me show you to your room and so and because it was i guess i was going let like, that was so preposterous the way they edited it they also had like pictures on the screen of said like said bedrooms and then did dramatic x marking checks throughout the whole thing because it was really ridiculous that they she even like went through this route but it's fine wendy got the most updated bedroom so she's really lucky she doesn't know yet but she's lucky yeah And then this is where I think the episode starts to get a little peculiar. Mm. Wendy's next confessional, instead of responding to the ridiculousness that Monique went through that whole elaborate explanation just to say that you're going to be in the room with the two twins, she hones in on the fact that Ashley's bringing her newborn to the trip. All he did was tap her. He like flew like kind of in her direction I think it was he was trying to get his bearings. I don't think. Yeah, he I was kind of he- like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, <laughs> they were saying, she's like, my bird is scared. And they're like, the baby's scared us. Like, I mean, but can we, t- he's the one that's vulnerable here. I think in his mind, he was trying to steer away, but it just didn't quite connect. Um and therefore he connected with Wendy and, <laughs> and kind of influenced her shoulder. Right, he may have had a drink earlier. We're, we are on vacation. I don't know. Yeah. But I love that she put the, I will say, may, the bird may not be funny, but what was definitely funny So she perched the bird on the toilet and it shit in the toilet. That was, that was pretty funny. Monique is really obsessed with potty training this bird, and it's really crazy. Um, and then obviously Karen's laughing at Wendy. She's like, did you see that bird got into her ass? And it did. <laughs> it... So anyway, Ash chooses that moment to walk in with baby Dean. And she's quite honestly propping him up. It's pretty peculiar. But, um... Why is Dean the intuitive being held so uncomfortably by his parents? I've yet to see him in a very comfortable position. Yeah, like I've never seen Dean at ease. (laughs) (laughs) He always is erect and alert. Like the contrast of being Cameron. Cameron looks relaxed sometimes. She's held properly a lot of the times. So speaking of, someone asked Ashley, so Michael can't watch Dean this weekend? (laughs) And I love Ashley trying to spin the narrative like, you know, I can't be away from my baby no, oh, no, get me away from Yeah, ma'am. Yes, tried, and you weren't allowed to. And someone was like, oh, that's too long? She's like, yeah. So Robin tries to defend her, and she's like, listen, well, she's a she's new mom. And Wendy peculiarly replies, I'm a new mom, too. I like that Robin corrected her and told her, like, you have a new baby. You're not a new mom. And she's like, this is your third. And then she said, her baby is two weeks older than mine. And it was like, for the third time. <laughs> but this is your third and like that's not a new mom come on now but I love Wendy spinning it because the baby was in the NICU like she needs to be here more than Dean <laughs> I was in the NICU with my daughter cry me a fucking river with this fucking 13 going on 30 look she has in this confessional I hate it so much Then I just a picture of the camera with the plugs up her nose and shit I don't want to see Cameron camera like that that's not how I met her I don't want to see her like that yeah we don't know her past <laughs> <laughs> We just know her as the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Cameron. You didn't yes. have to bring up a dark past like that. <laughs> Two fucking episodes ago, you was flipping your hair and walking out of the hospital with the big best now on your arm. Okay? Right, she told us that she got out the hospital within 48 hours. Where where's the storyline? When did <laughs> all of this happen? <laughs> I always hear about people like in the NICU. Like I was in the NICU for like a week or like weeks you, with my child. That's what I'm saying. You generally stay in the NICU for a while with your baby, unless her baby had like. And, but she's saying her baby was two months premature, right? Which is crazy. So something's not adding up to me, hmm. and I don't even want to do this. Phaedra Parks, adding things up with you. I don't. But, I don't care to. I don't want to. But hmm. okay. the facts that are being presented are sketchy. And you know what? We wouldn't have even known them had you not brought them up to use them to justify the fact that you're mad that Ashley brought her a child and you didn't bring yours. I don't know. Right. You don't unfortunately you don't know Ashley's home life. You you don't know, but just know that <laughs> <laughs> baby Dean is better off in our arms, okay? On this little girl's trip than anything else. oh yeah, Michael. So she goes, you know, you can't explain that pain. You can't explain that connection, which is true. But it has no bearings in this conversation. <laughs> it just, no one's denying that your baby was in NICU. And no one's denying that ideally you would be with the new baby. But that has nothing to do with the fact that this is Ashley's first child and this is your third. Right. Now it's turned into she's had to pump for days for this. And like, okay. okay. Ooh. <laughs> and that's what you chose to do. And that's great. It'd be different if the story was, I didn't even get to pump. So like the fact that I lost my baby, you did, you prepared. So if you prepared. If you want him so bad, then go, go run and go get her and come back. We'll be here. Right. We'll be right back after this short message from our sponsor. So it turned into a a real beef. Because you would think it wasn't really anything that really needed to be discussed. Somehow, yeah, it turns into, like, a whole thing. Like, everyone's trying to reason with her. Like, girl, like, it's... not She couldn't wait to have... And that's why I'm saying Wendy is too aware of the camera because she's trying to latch on to anything. It's like, I don't have anything, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. latch on to it with Karen mm-hmm. just in the meantime until Ashley just gives her an inch. She takes the mile. And this was a scene where I realized maybe I had spoken too soon about Wendy i had just gotten through saying i liked her but if this is how we're going to be conducting ourselves <laughs> if this is uh, this is the caliber storyline you're going to be bringing to the show i don't really need you on here i'm all for starting drama out of nothing but this was my least favorite for sure so ashley's like well my husband has to go to work and then obviously you know she takes offense to that, and she's like, okay, well, my husband's an attorney, so he has to go to work, too. Michael running a whole business. Oz went under. What other businesses does he have? <clears throat> I'm not saying he doesn't. He obviously earns money from somewhere. It's just I'm curious as to what LLC she's speaking of. Doesn't he like do real estate or something? Like a real estate developer type situation? I think I so. had heard rumblings of that, but we've never seen any Any photos, and you know what I mean. No, don't people usually post their work and say like, "Oh, this is the development I sold," or like, "Well, uh you know." So yeah, so they're going into this little argument. I don't know. He owns his own company. He's an attorney. Blah 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 blah. Then, which I was on Wendy's side for this one, Ashley was like, "You have a nanny," and Wendy was like, "You have a nanny too." Friend nanny here. Right, she's like that's my friend she's like well bitch it's your nanny today like i don't know what that was supposed to mean you brought her here for the sole purpose of her nannying your child therefore she's a nanny so right like i it just turns a whole beef and everyone's confused no one's understanding what's going on i don't know if it's ashley i don't know if it's dean maybe he's rosemary's baby child because every time he's around shit just be popping off <laughs> yeah there's something to this character yeah there's something they're not telling us about Dean (laughs) (laughs) of course it's Michael Spawn but like of any baby on Bravo I've never seen a baby more involved in plot than Dean Michael Spawn is sitting back uncomfortably perched (laughs) (laughs) watching the drama that he's somehow created i don't know maybe that's why he's never quite settled the weight of the world on his shelters he's tense yeah. is, that, <laughs> is that why he's had a shit with that too he has like some sort of mind control of these people like he literally turns everybody against him right I'm this you. guy is layered I I'm tell telling you. you something I used to not care about Dean but I think I'm looking now I'm paying attention I told you like, Dean the intuitive dude he knows something, there's there's, something this, is oh like this, this is like the third or fourth scene where Dean has been in here and he's and it's been fucking chaos Kim <laughs> saying nothing he has such a presence that it just <laughs> elevates he's, this. he's a complete agent of chaos it's crazy Wow, <laughs> I'm I'm fucking onto this kid, bro. He's not a kid. <laughs> goo goo guy got my ass right. He's not a fucking kid. He's been here before. All right. Well, in either event, everyone's hooting and hollering and yelling and screaming. We're all confused as to what the problem is. Robin feels the need to admit that she doesn't even remember her second kid's name, and I hate that they included a picture. <laughs> And he's looking about dumb as fuck in the picture. Oh, they did catch him on an off day. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even remember his name. That looks bad on you, Robin. It's only two kids. Um, And I feel like maybe Wendy going off and being upset would have been justified if she had asked to bring her kid and they were like, nah. no. Wasn't she dancing at dinner that when they were saying like, look, this is a third time mom versus a new mom. She's like, girl, I'll leave her on the corner. Where's that energy? Right now, she's in Nicky, all of a sudden. I was like, girl, you know. Um, so, Ashley, you know, used the word that everyone loves to use you're projecting. <laughs> and all of that, Wendy was like, What am I projecting? Projecting what? <laughs> like, because I agree. I don't think there's any projection going on. I think just, in other event, everyone gets over it, assume, assumingly, and they cheers. Everyone's going into their rooms. Setting up everyone has to have a montage talking about how disgraceful the Wi-Fi is. Everyone's trying to face time and nothing's connecting. And they're in the middle of the woods. They keep saying, like, that's a vacation. Like, I'm I'm sorry. Can you not unplug your device for a second and be on a vacation? Right. I'm like, I don't know if it would annoy me this much, unless I like came on this vacation with like work that i had to do which right ideally i wouldn't have come if i had pressing work to do anyway you know what i mean so your babies are fine your husbands are fine it's okay also you're trying to facetime maybe we text instead facetime takes a lot of juice anyway yeah why don't we just regular mobile call like karen did (laughs) not mobile call (laughs) <laughs> like Karen was having a problem because she was going the old-fashioned route. Y'all trying to be cute and Facetime. I don't know. You were trying to Facetime your kids with with your loving, doting husband. I'm sure he's fine, Wendy. And Giselle's trying to Facetime her kid Grace, who wants something to do with her anyway. So why are we talking? Right, Grace is grossed out by her mother anyway. She doesn't want <laughs> to do talk. <it. laughs> Her usual, also, Grace is the fucking ambassador. She's the one that has to speak for the whole family to say, hello, mother, thank you for letting us know you got there safely, da-da-da. Exactly. What are the twins' names? I always forgot. Let's play that game again. <laughs> it's just like, I never get clarity on it, ever. She doesn't say their names. Dior is definitely one of them. You're right. And Angel is one of them. Oh, then it's Dior and Angel. It was Dior, are you sure? Me look, yeah, that's not the, you know, you be lying. <laughs> I do be lying, but I don't know for some reason. I feel good about that. Ah, Adore, there we go, close enough. Uh uh-uh. uh, yikes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Dior, it's the same thing. Literally, the other episode, I literally said Adore and Dior. So we've always been on an adore Dior. We've, we knew her last time. We knew her and Angel was the one that got left in the dust, So I'm glad you've clarified that it's Angel. That's the one that we couldn't crack the code on. So there's always just one that we can't crack the code on. I've never met such a set of twins. Adore Angel. Adore Angel. They don't go well together. Yes, they both start with A, but... Maybe that's you, a problem. yeah. Even Angel and Grace sound better together than Adore and Angel. They That does not sound like a good pair. Right. Angel. Grace. The other ones are more biblical and Adore is Adore. You know, it's like... Mm. Okay, so they're doing a montage, you know, the pre-dinner montage. Everyone's getting ready. Monique's talking to her bird because she has someone else to talk to. And it shows Candace on the phone with her husband, Chris, but on the phone, the cellular device, it says Vest? Did you peek? It says vest like V-E-S-T? Yeah. But then on the bottom it says on the phone Chris Chris Candace's husband. I thought that was peculiar. Oh. Yeah, no, I don't know. Baby Dean's getting swaddled by the best friend slash nanny. Candace makes it out and she's in this getup. It's not my favorite of hers. I've seen her look better. Um, and she takes little golf cart and goes over to the guest house where Robin and Giselle are staying. It must be the environment because Candace has on a dated flower crown. A, a terrible flower crown. A really weird three-piece cord. Um, and then thick platform red suede shoes. So basically Candace takes the, the opportunity to apologize to Giselle again. She's like, listen, like, my feelings were hurt. Y'all were laughing at me. You were in you and Robin. And Giselle says, I gave you a little pinch. You you know, basically shot me in response. Um, is. Calling someone a monster, a punch, Oof, uh, right? And so I was wondering—is she just referring to the monster comment, or is she referring to like the monster plus the tweets? The problem is, I, I I'm having trouble having sympathy for Giselle because I do think that she is a monster. <laughs> so I, and she does live in a nine hundred thousand dollar cabin. My problem is I don't disagree with anything that Monique said and therefore it's hard to have sympathy. But, you know. Whatever. They have a moment. They hug. They make up. Rah, rah, rah. Nothing happens. They, right, all, it, was quick. Quick. it was quick to the point. And Candace knew it was going to be quick and to the point because she already said it prior. To, like, she's like, I can work hard to sell this. That's no problem. The beef between me and Monique though is different. Mm -hmm. So they're all they all make it to dinner. It's in the backyard. Wait, just to go over the fact, just this is just some nerd shit. Mm -hmm. I noticed that Robin's hideous lip is a Pat McGrath lip. Yikes! Yeah, I don't like that. Money can't buy you class. Elegance is learned. <laughs> I kept it flat on purpose, guys. No, nope. tone deaf. Yeah, just know, everyone, that's literally how it was. And I was just about to comment on how the, the sheer talent that it takes to be that flat, but also <laughs> <little>. <laughs> to, to somehow be- change octaves and remain flat is insane. <laughs> it was the flattest crescendo I think I've ever heard in my whole life. So, the next scene, they're um, finally sitting down. They're going to dinner. It's in the backyard. Spoiler alert. Um, but it's a cute little setup it's kind of like uh, the table is like a picnic table like a picnic bench but it's overlooking the pool and it's on the deck and got the tiki torches lit and shit so it's it's cute her backyards remind me of resorts yes she has very good backyard mm-hmm. she gets very good backyard it's just the inside that I'm not really feeling everyone sits around we have an assistant here named Leaf, spelled with a PH though I thought that was interesting um I think we've seen this leaf character before. I, I remember thinking that before. I think so too. Also, the um Omega the, Sci-Fi. Yeah, chef. I was just yeah. about to say the chef is clearly Omega Sci-Fi. Um, if it wasn't a camel that gave it away, it was definitely the purple and the gold. And if it wasn't even that, it was the emblem. So <laughs> you're right, is this Q catering? Yes, yeah, it's some sort of Q cater. What he just put in front of them, he says it's an ode to the end of the summer. It is a strawberry and cucumber salad with a white wine mint vinaigrette. I was fucking with it because I don't even like fruit in a salad, but if I had to have fruit in a salad it would have to go with something like a cucumber that's like not really a vegetable, but it's a vegetable. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And The vinaigrette sounded intriguing. I was fooling with it. I don't like fruit in a salad, but this was kind of like an all fruit. Salad, in my opinion, like yeah, Yeah, didn't have any lettuce in it, so that's fine. Yeah, so it was fine. And then the white wine vinaigrette with the mint, I was like, okay, very fresh, very fresh. Yeah, that that was cool. Yeah, definitely a palate cleanser. I don't. Maybe it shouldn't have been the first. Maybe it should have been like I said, more of like a palate cleanser. Maybe more kind of in between. But um, I wasn't mad at the idea of it. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, yeah, it's great, it's fun, it's delicious. And it seems like it would pair great with wine, right? They're all drinking like champ's and white wine, so I could only imagine that would complement it well. Ashley brings up the fact that her and Monique have been discussing about this game idea, and so basically, it's called Curiosity. And wait, just before we even get into it, it's giving me shades of Mexican messy boots with Simone from Married to Medicine. <laughs> <laughs> right. I was just about to say, I mean, you can as Candace has already alluded to earlier, like bad things happen at tables with these ladies, but also we just know games rarely go well on these shows. Rarely. So let's see. Basically, the premise of the game curiosity is that each person will be asked questions by the entire group. And these are questions that are ideally trying to get, you know, not to be superficial. They're trying to get in depth, trying to to know the people. Trying to know them on a deep Right. Earlier, Wendy alluded to there was a theme for the weekend and the theme is getting to know each other. It's all confusing to me. Well, that's because that's how Monique prefaced it also. She said this is like a trip to kind of get to know everybody. She's like, I'm not the same person I was like a year ago. And so we all need to like get to know each other again, which, uh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. That came from nowhere. That was very Ramona renewal. Like, what's happening? (laughs) Yeah. It sounds like you feel different, but it's fine. So they start with Candace because why not? You know, Monique has a hard-on for her. Mm-hmm. And the first question she asked her was about her school age years. What was it like for you with your peers? Candace lets us know, not shocking to anybody, that it, she was one of the few brown girls, so it was a struggle to fit in. Um, and that's not really shocking to me. She acts like somebody who didn't fit in for a lot a lot of their life. Um, Ashley asked her if, she, if this is why she decided to pursue African-American studies in college. And Candace replied, "Why, well, yes, it was. Right, what a waste of a question. That was all you had to ask? That was quite clear. Right. And then Giselle proceeds to ask her, so is that why you got a nose job? And Candace is like, a nose job? And Giselle's like, yeah. And then is like, I got my nose done? And then Giselle's like, you didn't get your nose done? I thought it was common knowledge that, like, you got your nose done. And they showed a picture of old Candace. And it doesn't look like it's that much of a difference to me. The nose is still an ethnic nose. I... See, here's where I disagree. The, the nostrils looked a little tapered to me. A little more upturned? I don't think they're tapered. I think she has a pretty broad nose. Yeah, and I think in the first picture, she has a broader nose. Well, she's smiling in the first one. I'm I'm here with the nose job. I, I saw it. I see. I definitely see it. It's not a severe... It's not n- Lanithia. It's not that. It looks touched. The, it doesn't look broken nose job. Just touched. And but you know what? But here's my thing on that. And this is why I say Giselle's a fucking monster. Beyond the fact that her nail polish never matches whatever the fuck she's wearing. And that annoys the shit out of me. Um, you cannot, as a light-skinned woman, ask me that. I'm sorry. Like, oh, so like you were one of the only black girls at a white school. Is that why you got a nose job? Right. As a light-skinned, green-eyed, Eurocentric featured fucking bitch, you cannot ask me a dark-skinned black woman who just got through saying that she was bullied. It didn't fit in. You cannot ask me, is that why I got a nose job? It's honestly a, like a pretty big faux pas to talk about noses in general with Black people. It's up there with hair. But you can so you can't ask me that. If there's anybody at the table that can ask me that, maybe it's Wendy. It's definitely not you. And like you said, and to ask me in, in such a way, I thought that was like really disrespectful respectful and the purpose of the game was so we're saying is to be to get deeper and I don't what where was the depth in that question I would have a tough time figuring out how you're getting to know me on such a level where you've now uncovered why I got a nose job that I clearly am not telling people that I got right and so it's like and if I say yeah, do you feel like you you know me better now? Right. <laughs> I'm just it was just it was just as much of a waste of a question as Ashley's, quite frankly. But Ashley's is much more well received. I think you asked me if if that's not even if I got a nose job, if that's why I got a nose job It's pretty nuts. Right. You asking me if I got a nose job, now that would be funny shade. You know what I mean? Like, oh, did you get a nose job? Funny. You ask you telling me I got a nose job, you simply asking why? mm And so she's like, when did I get my nose done? She's like, You didn't get your nose up that. That was common knowledge. And she looks toward Ashley, which that makes me wonder what Ashley has said. Um, and then she's like, Giselle, why would I get my nose done? She's like, Did you follow me and check up on me after the surgery? And she's like, Well, no, I did not. Exactly. So it's like, shut up, sh- shut up. Then they ask Juan, I mean Robin what they only could ask her because she's boring in and of herself and it was about Juan and if she thinks that they're really going to get married this time. And she says what she always says while not you in know, his court. Oh, pun- I guess. Right. <laughs> pun-, pun intended, I guess. And then we get to the Grand Dame. <laughs> ready to put the monster back in her motherfucking place. So she asks Giselle, mm. since Jamal cheated on you before and has had babies with other women how is it now being back with a man that did that? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> now these are facts facts. Now that bitch since you want to be cute with your raggedy ass hair and ask me if I got a no job now I'm going to ask you a real question that everyone must, truly wants to know she didn't even have to, for you to be this biracial woman, you sure didn't have time to brush the nape of your neck, huh? Right. I'm like, your edges is his own kitchen, but it's okay. So then she says it's about forgiveness that happened twelve years ago. We trust each other and we're moving forward. <laughs> then the Grand dame says, How can you trust a man that allegedly had babies? Um in your marriage. And then it also says they found some sort of arbitrary article. Uh, title. And it says, Pastor <laughs> Jamal Bryant says he believes in open marriage. I just forgot to tell my ex-wife. Quote, unquote. And apparently the babies that he spawned were from women in the congregation themselves. Hmm. Why look outside when you could just get it in here? mm mm-hmm. um, Gee. We already established last week that Giselle seems kind of incapable of being deep. Yeah. And I don't mean like, you know, like fake deep like, oh, she's, you know, know, whatever. But she just everything is like a game. And maybe it's like, you know, that typical, stereotypical, like protective technique thing where, you know, you kind of joke everything off and cry in your house alone. <laughs> That's fine, but even for the sake of the game, she couldn't even get like serious questions. So the next question that she asked was to Ashley, and she asked if her booty hole has healed. We are informed that it has not healed. And then Karen asks her if she uses her booty hole frequently. I love it. And those are the questions we need to ask. I feel like, again, Giselle, she she tries to go there, but she's not even good at trying to go there. Karen just naturally quickly came in and got to the the root. What we really care about. Mm-hmm. Do you use the bootle frequently? Right? How because we already know that you're having a tough time with the toilet. That's quite clear. How how much of a tough time is this? injured anus we need to know the extent and i'm asking was it used for other things yes i'm asking right and then they kind of try to flip it on karen and she's like well i don't do that anymore i don't have to work that hard anymore honey i love that (laughs) (sighs) so then as candace keeps screaming you save a hole you save a hole for what And the next question that was asked was from Karen to Wendy. The girls have let me know that you've been inquiring about um, my intimacy with my husband. Giselle mentioned it to me. Robin had ratted you out. She was a tattletale. (laughs) Robin over there looking goofy, like, yeah. Yeah. So she's like, first of all, if you want to get to know me, ask me about what's in my panties. It's not the way to get it done. So, do you have something you want to say to me? and I thought that was a very interesting way to pose the question because I'm not asking you if you talked about me I know you did it's out there I'm not asking you why because you're obsessed with me that's why the question is do you have something that you want to say to me because you're having these discussions and these comments for everyone else face to face (laughs) right so I want to know Nothing happened really in Beverly Hills either, but like there was a lot of peculiar scenes. So, mm, that was Serena Denise scene I watched over so many times. Whoa, <laughs> that, peculiar. That. I love that. Was, oh, the, the other one was a peculiar to me. Um, when Kim was like trying to get Mauricio to feel her tit, I was like, Whoa, this is oh, there's something. Woo. And the way he looked at... It was all too much. It was a lot going on. I was like, that's a lot. And then even oh. to the point when Giselle was kind of... I mean, not Giselle. I keep calling her Giselle. When Garcelle was off to the side with Chocolate Mike, who she dumped and clearly had no chemistry with, yeah. she was talking to him about how the food... I couldn't tell what she was insinuating, way, but she was like, can we go to In-N-Out when we leave here? The food. Something about the food there. Not appetizing, I guess. Hmm. I don't think they had new no chemistry. I just don't think. She had more chemistry with that cater waiter. Ah, <laughs> I, I said it. it. She showed it. I bet you I bet you, he he um had been invited over potentially. Right, I hope she slid him a business card. I hope he's a young actor. Mm-hmm. She is, there. you know, she does have a script that's... I'm mean, saying she's going to be in her movie split marriage. <laughs> <laughs> So Wendy replies and she's like basically saying that she feels like Karen's been very dismissive of her. And Karen says I don't think I dismissed you. Mm -hmm. And so Wendy's maintaining that this is a problem and that not only are they on the same board, but they're also on the same subcommittee. And there's only five of them on the subcommittee. So... Right. And it's two of them are there. So it's only three other people on the subcommittee. But if I was Wendy, I don't know if I would give it this much weight I've been on charity committees with people before and I don't know them (laughs) (laughs) even subcommittees I don't know them even if there's only five on the subcommittee yeah like it's how often are you meeting up Like yeah, you all may talk on the phone on a conference call, but are y'all cool? I don't know if I would say we're tight. Oh, so I don't funny. know. She just made it seem like as if like you're in the same club or something. It's not. It's not quite that. Like, it's it. just uh, a sorority system or something like. Line. It's not that. <laughs> like it's not like that. Yeah. It's not that, but it's I'm just like I'm not about two to people sit in front of anybody that is determined to pretend like she don't know me. Like, if I feel like she should know me, then bitch, I don't know you either. Like, <laughs> and we go, we can sit her and pretend like we just meeting. That's cool, too, right? They're both saying the same thing, they're just coming from two different perspectives. She's like, Where does that come She's like, We're just on a subject. <laughs> like, it's I I don't know, but nonetheless, like I said, Cameron's like, Okay, well. None of this has to do with any of the fact that you were going around and asking about my coochie box. And I don't like that she called it a coochie box. But... Right, coochie is offensive enough by itself and box is offensive enough by itself. <laughs> but to put box. it together... <laughs> ooh, ooh. This is the second time in two episodes I did not like... we have heard coochie. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but Karen's octave in her voice changed and Monique, too. They were drunky. Mm, love it. Karen, low-key, seemed like she may have hit something, it lit something up and hit it was because on one. it was sounded real spooky to on me. One. Um it was something smoky in both her and Monique's voices that I hadn't heard before, and it changed mid-scene. And I was like, I had to rewind it. I'm like, did yeah. I just hear that? I was like, okay, I don't know what any of that means, but either they were wasted or otherwise wasted because it would it would have been came out that they smoked. So anyway, Karen. Is like let's do lunch, you know, let's let's do dinner, girl. I mean, anyone can tell that this is fake, but it's fine. And they both just sit forward, right? And start eating. <laughs> it was Wendy funny. says that she's a tough nut to crack, and then Monique tries to make like a pivot to make it all connect. But what she said next didn't make sense. Like, I didn't. I don't think you're a tough nut to crack. I thought it was tough when you, tough when you came at Ashley. I'm like, wait, what? Right. Mean? And. and i was like that it's also thanks for bringing that up again monique like i we'd kind of gotten past that but okay giselle tried to step in let's say that was crazy she's like no it's not she's like i'm a new mom so touch a sensitive spot but wendy what spot touched for you and what touched the spot you said it touched a sensitive spot what was it her literally bringing her child The sight of Dean? (laughs) Dean is is Dean Chucky. I don't know, bro. He's doing something to these bitches. And then, who will Dean grow up to be? We're hoping it's not like Michael Darby. But then, Ashley goes and says that you were ferocious, is the best way to describe. And I thought that That wasn't the best way to describe it either. Yeah, the dramatics. I don't know if it's because the day and time we're living in. So I feel, you know, even more hyper aware. (laughs) But I was like, oh, I don't know. You can go out here and just call this black woman ferocious. I think that's a bit much. Even beyond the fact that like everyone this season seems to be like rallying to get Ashley needs apologies what it's like you really need to apologize like what I it's like I I mean Wendy should have apologized because of her tone but also at the same time there really was nothing to apologize well so then she really you know maintains I wasn't ferocious I was passionate anyway so Robin does this where that passive aggressive shit that I hate where they kind of whisper off to somebody else but you can definitely hear them and she's asking if Wendy apologized and so we come to the conclusion where like does Wendy need to apologize Wendy says no Giselle and Robin say yes where are you at with it you say no right I said I think she should have apologized for the tone but also like are we really apologizing every time our tone gets out of tone? It'd be nice if you if you felt like doing it, like, that's a nice added bonus. But, like, I don't know if it's every time I get a little snappy, I apologize to people. I don't know if that's what happens. Maybe it's just because I feel like we're really trying to give Ashley this, this um, holy than thou edit, I feel like. And I just know that she's been on some shit that she's never apologized for. So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. But was Wendy Wallen? Yeah. Yeah. Right, like, to <laughs> me, it was like, you didn't really have to apologize. But, like, you actually could have apologized. And the way you're reacting, maybe apologize for the <laughs> yeah. way you're reacting now. You don't have to, but but maybe you should. But you don't. I'm very conflicted, honestly. It's really weird. Um, I don't like that they're telling her to apologize. I think I'm, a again, like Candace, I'm a grown-ass woman. If I want to apologize, I can. If I don't, then I won't. Um, And you know, the one way to make sure no one apologizes to you? By demanding an apology. Um... Yeah. I thought that was a little bit weird. I feel like, just have Wendy come to you when she wants to apologize. And if not, then you pretend like it never happened, you move on. I don't think it's that deep either way. Right, it's not like your baby isn't still in the house and sleeping up this upstairs <laughs> with the nanny. Your, the, your chaos right. agent is still upstairs creating more chaos, okay? Don't you worry. And right, Dean's up there cooking <laughs> up a plot literally... line. Don't worry about it sitting uncomfortably perched somewhere and he's cooking up this drama right here as we speak. I think Wendy you know I hate this it right now but I hate that he's going to be the housewife (laughs) this week. I hate that D. I love him (laughs) so much. Um... I never saw that coming. Wow. Yeah Wendy did that like black non-apology apology thing where she was like yeah like my She's like, I, my frustration came out, and yeah. <laughs> you say everything but the word. I'm sorry. Um, and I feel like Ashley should have just mm-hmm. that and ran with it, but, you know. Right, she acknowledged it, like, you know, I have some stuff going on, and I brought that into our situation, and so Ashley... Right, but, you know, the light skins on the side, I guess they're really sensitive and offended this season. I don't know what's going on. So... And then, as you decided to throw out, that's why you don't have a lot of female friends. I also didn't like her say, gone with the wind, Wendy. That was corny. And then, <sighs> Wendy said, people like you call me Dr. Wendy. and I just, I was, Yeah, I felt like it was a nod to Atlanta. I didn't like that. Oh, sorry. Well, I think it was like, Wendy, Wendy, gone with the wind. And that's kind of where she was going with it. <sighs> Either way, whatever. And then, like I said, Wendy said, people like you call me Dr. Wendy, and I didn't appreciate that either i didn't like that line because she also like had to like kind of start it up multiple times she wanted it to land so badly and she had obviously practiced that when it had that as like a canned response like if anyone gets buck with me i know i can pull this out she was better off just so saying she was thrilled what she, with she said gone with the wind wendy she should have been like dr wendy that would have had more of an impact than People like you call me Doctor Wendy. Like that's that's too much. When I'm in, wait. When when things happen, When when, when I'm here and you're, when, when big people like you need to call me Doctor Wendy, I'm like, Wendy. Like, like should have just been like, when she was like going with the wind, Wendy. You should have been like Doctor Wendy. Hey, no one asked me to write the can line. So then we see next week's scenes. Ashley and Candace are doing a pageant walk and Ashley starts twerking and (sighs) Grandon mentions something about (laughs) not knowing that you can twerk with a torn booty hole she says that Karen had some things to say about Wendy and she quotes Karen by saying you're like a floozy freelancer or something and I'm really curious as to how the word floozy got into there way to take creative license Way to take her license and make it way worse than it was, actually. She literally said freelance correspondent for CNN, which is what she is. And you put floozy freelancer. <laughs> this is why you're a monster. And then, of course, Candace gets the text. Your girl, baby daddy, was out last night at a strip club and a picture of Michael in the fucking... Was it a producer? My girl's a bartender at the strip club, and I came to see her child. He was in there to several strippers. This is to several strippers. I got her to pretend like she was taking a selfie and take his pick. He was talking about how he got a boyfriend and a wife. Sounds true. <laughs> Sounds about right. And then they show <laughs> Ashley breastfeeding the agent of chaos. And they're conspiring the plot for today. <laughs> and as he's feeding, he's thinking about how he's about to ruin his mom's life <laughs> once again through his own machinations. So he's the true to... Piomai of this show. I can't even know. He's he's Piomai, yeah. For all Sopranos heads, he's fucking Piomai, he's Piomai mm-hmm. for sure. <sighs> So, we've kind of alluded to it earlier because you don't know how to stay on schedule. But um Who's your housewife on display? My housewife on display is that darn Dean. I mean, he took yeah. up this episode. We didn't talk about any housewife that holds a glass mm-hmm. of champagne more than Dean. Mhm. I agree. I also would like to say Dean, Agent of Chaos, Darby. Um, because as I said earlier, I'm on to him. I've been noticing a pattern. Even his conception, like the timing of it all, something is really going the something fuck on. off. Yeah. I'd pay $2.99 to get his birth chart. Not more than that, but I would pay $2.99 so that I can see what the fuck is going on. Tamara Tattles a blog, claims to confirm that Nene is fired from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Now, what apparently happened is she was playing around with her contract. They've already been filming during COVID. She hadn't signed on, and she came, quote, crawling back to them. She realized what she had missed out on, and when she came back, the um the blog had like the quote unquote letter, but the summation is we're going in a different direction with the show. We really appreciate what you've done over the years. We hope we can work with you again. But bye bye. Mm. Shouldn't have been so hasty with it. Shouldn't have got out from the Zoom reunion. You can't bite the hand that feeds you, honey. It's easy money. These shows are easy money, and Lanita has done that to them multiple times. Yeah. She's not reliable anymore. Every time she thinks she's making it big. She leaves. Only to come back. (laughs) It's just like. Babe. Either stay here with me. Or leave for good. And it's high time we get her off. (laughs) (laughs) I I think it's that. Um, Also. Not that Dorinda's breaking news. Because that already happened. But I heard a theory floating around that I hadn't really workshopped that this is more of a probationary period and she could return in later seasons. I had forgot that like people can come back. <laughs> <laughs> me, her, it Nini, like, so she final. can be renewed. Yeah, her. I felt like every year they do sign contracts. Like for her, it felt so final. It, it truly didn't cross my mind that she could come back. Well, because everyone's like making like fucking Instagram posts and shit about it. Like like this is like her final hurrah. Like I don't want her to be back. If if drunk mean Dorinda is all we're gonna get, I don't need it. See, I love to hate her too. So I like Dorinda. But even if she doesn't want to come back a monster, here's the thing. Go to rehab. You have off time now. <laughs> Go to rehab, come back somebody different and create a new story. You're sad, you'll have no problem creating a new story. Do that. I think it's interesting that they fired her because she's a mean drunk, though, quote unquote. Because I feel like... They say that it's not the direction they want the show to go in, but what does that mean? It's a reality show. She's entertaining. What's the direction you want it to go in? I think it's more if she was a problem to work with. It's She's not... You know what I mean? I think we forget sometimes. It's like it's not just them filming; these people reacting to each other. They also have the interactions with the people right. behind the cameras every day. And, and I think that she yeah, doesn't turn. I, I don't imagine she turns that off to deal with them. I think that was the main problem for sure. Yeah, if we're cutting, if we're cutting some people loose. There are quite a few loose ends here. Let them know. Who's next? Go, go, go. I mean, the fact that Teddy was fake news... Beverly Hills needs a rehaul. Needs a rehaul. Half the cast needs to be fired. Beverly Hills needs a rehaul or needs to get off the air? I don't know what else to tell Um, y'all. better ratings than Potomac, so it's not going off the air. So if it's not going off the air, let's rehaul it. Yeah, I don't know how it's getting better ratings. Only because they're kind of rich. Which, after this quarantine, who knows if that's true anymore. Lord knows PK and fucking Dirty were hanging out by a thread beforehand. They've probably maxed out every credit card they've got. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on that.